0: we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to to the absolute fullest. Hello ladies, I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for joining me. I'm very happy to have you here. I have to first say I have a bunch of questions that I need to get to. I need to do a couple q as I right now am just uh it, it makes sense to do these ones that were already planned. Just because of the timing, today I'm talking all about eating seasonally for winter, and I don't really want to push it and be talking about that in the spring. So I promise you, I will get together all those questions and do that soon, deliver that to you soon. In that same vein, if you have any questions for me that you would love to hear me answer and talk about on the podcast, go ahead and email me at fullest at gmail.com or shoot me a message over on Instagram. All right. So I'm going to get right into it. If you need any further information about anything, you can hop over to fitmomlifetothefullest.com, find out more there. But I did do one of these for uh, Eating Seasonally Fall Edition. It seemed to be one of the more popular episodes. So I wanted to delve into it for winter. This has also been something that I have been passionate about getting into this year. I always have something that I'm kind of trying to focus on for the year and because of my personality, sometimes it's way too many things and it doesn't happen. But I really did try to focus this year on uh, starting to get produce more locally sourced. So hitting the farmer's market as much as I can. I've talked a lot about groceries on this podcast over the last almost two years where I definitely still do an Aldi pickup and a Walmart pickup or hit Wegmans. And you know what that is if you're in one of those states that have Wegmans. Um, I do not have Costco, so I do not hit Costco. But um, I really tried, especially through the summer, that was kind of our thing with the boys. I would go during the week and bring the boys to go to the farmer's market. They loved it and it was just a little bit more of a connection to be like look this is who is growing our food. Like these are the people we're buying it from. Just kind of cutting out the middleman. So I really did try to do that more this year. In the winter admittedly already that can be hard. I don't bring them. We do have a farmer's market that is outdoor and that is open year-round which is awesome on Saturday mornings. But I just don't bring the kids as much, bundle them out, bundle them up, get them out there. Uh, I think just in general with the weather dropping and stuff, I do tend to take that lazy morning Saturday, everybody's home and we don't have to go anywhere kind of a thing. There's no t-ball, there's no anything. So uh, definitely leaning into hopefully these tips will still help you to and help myself to eat seasonally. But whether that is going to the market or not, a lot of these you can still obviously Farmers are putting their things in stores so you can still support local. A lot of stores have, you know, they, they say exactly which farm they're from and all that. So, uh, yeah, just I like it not only for supporting local, but also because it helps to keep things fresh. It's cool to be like, OK, what's in season? And then particularly use recipes that tailor to that. I've tried to do that in my programs as well, where okay, it's a summer program. So we're going to use more salads and berries and things. And then, okay, it's a winter program. So we're going to use more like butternut squashes and things like that. So it just, you know, helps you not to be bored in the kitchen, not be like, oh, we always eat this. You know, I do pumpkin pancakes a lot this time of year, all that stuff. So there's a little bit of a crossover from the eating seasonally fall edition and today, but we'll get into it. So I got this list from healthyway.com. But number one is Brussels sprouts and I personally love to roast Brussels sprouts so that's my favorite way to incorporate it. My family does not like them steamed. I have learned that because I've tried to do little steamable bags when we are in a hurry and no one will touch them but if I roast pretty much any vegetable uh, they will definitely you know do that. I like to do it with a little bit of avocado oil and sea salt and pepper. I will use olive oil if I run out of avocado oil but I roast them higher than 350 degrees. I usually roast them at 375 or 400. And I like them really crispy and kind of charred. And olive oil smoke point is only to about 350. So you don't want to use olive oil for that. You want to use um, like an avocado oil or grapeseed oil, I believe, has a higher smoke point as well. Coconut oil, this too, but I don't like to use those roasting vegetables. I do think it gets a little too coconutty. So I'll do that with a little bit, like I said, sea salt and pepper. Uh, potatoes are also in season and there are a multitude of ways you can use potatoes. So don't just think like, oh, potatoes, it's so boring or whatever. So carby. Yes, it, potatoes do contribute to your carbs, but remember that your calories are there to be used. So, you know, you need carbs, your body prefers to run off carbs. So lots of different things you can do. I've been really into buying just like white baking potatoes and grating them and then, frying them up in a pan like hash browns, getting them really golden, but just shredded like that i don 't like form them into cubes. I know there's a lot of different ways to do hash browns or form them into patties i don 't form them into patties; I just grate it all into a plate and then I just fry them around in olive oil again sea salt pepper, a little bit of seasoned salt, and then once I get them as cooked as I want, I will do a separate egg scramble with a bunch of eggs and peppers and onions and whatever else, and I will scramble those up, and then when they're almost done, I throw the hash browns or whatever, just basically grated potatoes back into that egg mix, and then I sprinkle cheddar cheese on top, and it is so good. It's so good. Where I went to school, shout out to anybody who went to Franciscan University, because you've probably been there. We used to go get the state line mess. It was called at a restaurant in West Virginia, and this is basically what it was, just a giant huge plate. They would bring out a massive plate of just everything, exactly what it sounds like. Potatoes, eggs, cheese, bacon, I think was in there, everything. So, uh, that's one thing you could do. You can make fries. You can make, you know, sweet potato fries, regular fries. Potato bacon soup is on my list to make for this winter. I've not made that in a very long time. I think that will go over well in the family. So I'm excited for that one. And then some people like to do potato bar dinners. Like, uh, When I used to teach middle school, that used to be one of the lunch options. I know, like, oh, baked potato bar, Um, another Lenten option, or just if you do meatless Fridays year-round, that you could leave meat out of it, but you could also, I'm sure, find ways to incorporate that as well. So don't just, you know, put down the potato and think, oh, what a, you know. I've seen memes like that, like if a a beautiful plate of french fries, and it's like, if this came from a potato... God can make anything with you or something awful. Okay, moving on. Carrots. Uh, I, my favorite way to eat carrots is just raw. I do not like cooked carrots, so I will just do those raw with a dip or hummus is my go-to for that. I do like carrot cake and carrot cake muffins, things like that, so I will shred it up and you know use in baked goods. Parsnips was on the list here. Can't tell you much about parsnips. Definitely never cooked with those. Don't even know what they taste like. (laughs) Uh, Mushrooms are another really multi-use piece of produce. I'm not big on mushroom texture, so I really don't use them a lot. But you can substitute them for burger buns. A lot of uh, they take the main stage in a lot of vegetarian or vegan meals kind of like dressed up instead of meat has kind of a meatier texture to it. I'm just not big on the texture, but if it's, you know, in your alley, mushrooms are great in the winter. Leeks are another one. That's a great one to throw in soups. I will talk about coming up. I don't really know what else. You could probably throw them in a lot of different dishes. Turnips. Turnips and rutabaga. We'll say those together. Sounds all of a sudden like I'm reading out of Mother Goose because I have never, ever cooked with turnips or rutabaga. If you have a turnip or rutabaga recipe, hit me with it. Send it my way because I would love to share that. I'll share it on my Instagram stories if you have one. Um, I don't even know where to find rutabaga, so maybe I will venture into that this winter as well. Pumpkin, that's another crossover one from fall. So I also talked about on the baking episode, the health, healthier baking swaps, that you can sub pumpkin in for a lot of different recipes that call for oil. So I did used to make pumpkin pancakes and pumpkin muffins and stuff all year round. But now that I've tried to get more seasonal, I've tried to back away from that and do more, you know, berries and pancakes with uh, blueberries instead. That didn't make sense. I think I just said berries and pancakes. I meant to say muffins and pancakes with berries. That is what I meant. You know, try to incorporate the different seasonal aspects and then maybe more in the fall and winter doing apple pancakes. I just made some really delicious cinnamon apple pancakes like two weeks ago. So pumpkin is still on there. If you really hit that hard in fall, then maybe you want to take a break from that in winter and turn to some of these other foods that you can do. You could do sweet potato pancakes or something like that. Okay. Squash is another staple of really both fall and winter, but you continue, you can continue to turn to that. When you roast vegetables, you know, obviously a lot of these can be combined. You can just do a big sheet pan of roasted squash and roasted Brussels sprouts. There you go. That would be a nice side for dinner one day. Swiss chard is on here as well. And interestingly, when it gets to winter, so a lot of these did cross over from fall. However, the leafy green vegetables, a lot of those drop off in winter. So yes, most of us can get access to these foods year round. A lot of us can through conventional grocery stores and all that, that we can, you know, there are people growing it in greenhouses for us and everything that we can still get romaine, still get spinach year round. But Swiss chard is one that can actually make it through the hardier winters in most places. So it is on the list of a very healthy, dark, leafy green, a lot of nutrients and micronutrients in Swiss chard. So if you can incorporate that, I've started, I've dabbled. I've gotten a few recipes down using it. Uh, It's just not at the front of my mind. I usually will reach for spinach or arugula or romaine, but that's on the list. It's under the seasonal. So maybe try some new recipes with that as well. See how you like the taste. Last two are garlic. Okay. So that one I use, I'm Italian. So And this is the problem is that I don't measure either. So then I have to try to redo it when I make a recipe because the first time I make any recipe, I'm never measuring. I'm just throwing things together and I'm like, oh man, I could use this for a program, but now I have to try to remake it and recreate it, which is good. It gets the kinks out a lot of the time. But uh, actually just one that I had from the holiday program, those of you listening, uh, the dip. I have to revisit the dip because my mom made a dip from this holiday program, and it did not turn out well. And I'm like, I have to revisit this because either you messed something up, or I totally just copied this <laughs> down wrong when I made it. All right, I digress. But, um, anyways, garlic is really good for managing cholesterol and blood pressure, so that's why it's often cited as a heart healthy. I don't even know what you'd call it, herb, vegetable. I guess it's a vegetable. You're growing it from the ground. But I would have not considered it a vegetable before this. So I don't know. Hit me with that too if you want to define garlic. But I'm also interested. I'd love to try to grow garlic. I never have before. So if you grow garlic, let me know what you do and how you do it. might want to try that out this year. So throw it in anything and everything. Honestly, just do it up. Pretty much every recipe, you can be throwing garlic in. I, what did I make yesterday? I made turkey meatloaf. I made a roasted red pepper soup. Ooh, that was that was really good. I will make a recipe for that because I just used everything I had. It was It was awesome because it was one of those soups that while I was eating it, I was like, this is literally just straight vegetables. I didn't add any cream to it. It was like vegetables and bone broth, but it turned out so creamy and beautiful from roasting the peppers first. And again, did not follow a recipe. I just used what I had in my fridge. So I'll share that with you. But I did a bunch of garlic as well such a nice way to get all these vegetables in which I will talk about in just one second lastly on the list I kind of touched on this under potatoes but sweet potatoes specifically are also still in season in most places in the winter so I love sweet potatoes I my favorite way to do those is just uh I chop them up kind of like little one inch cubes and then I toss them in honey cinnamon and nutmeg so honey being a Pretty natural sweetener, which is nice. And then I just, you know, stir it all, mix it all really well, and then I bake them in the oven or roast them in the oven. They need a while. This is the problem with sweet potatoes, is that a lot of times I don't think ahead far enough to dinner where I know I'm making it, but I get distracted playing with the kids and I don't go preheat the oven. I'm like, oh no. And my meat is going to be done way before my sweet potatoes. Cause usually I'll roast them like ideally I think almost an hour on 350 it makes them super soft and delicious literally tastes like a dessert but the other day I did make them and I tried to rush it I threw them in on 375 for like a half hour they were still pretty hard so <laughs> just give those enough time but the honey is really nice because it does help kind of break down the the sweet potato as well so the ways that I like to incorporate these I just threw a bunch of produce at you right uh, the number one way that I like to incorporate most of these like I said a couple I haven't touched yet during the winter season is by far hands down soups and I never used to be a big soup person but they are just first of all I think there's something so cozy about them I think there's something so cozy about having a soup on the stove when you are home so I really try to do one on the weekends so while we're watching football on Sunday I you know have one on the stove or in the crock pot you're just getting that delicious aroma knowing that something beautiful is coming later just adds to the kind of the ambiance of the home and the coziness of winter I feel like. But I've definitely come around to, to just seeing how you can pack so many nutrients into it and knock them out for the day. I will say a struggle that I'm currently facing which those of you who have small kids might be is they are not big on soups. I have one sister who her kids all eat soups and like pretty much have from the get-go and it's awesome. Then I have another sister whose kids won't touch soups and thus far (laughs) mine have been the latter. But that is actually why I did that roasted red pepper soup or well really it was just roasted pepper because I used orange, yellow, and red. But um, I I was going to make, I was just going to throw together, and I this is another thing I do with soups. I very rarely follow recipe. I really just throw a bunch of stuff in a pot. So don't get, you know, don't be Uh, intimidated by the idea of like having to look up all these soup recipes or whatever. I probably will look one up for potato bacon because I don't think I've made that before. But I just literally start by tossing around some garlic and olive oil and then I add some broth to it you know, chicken broth, bone broth, vegetable broth, whatever I have on hand, and then I just start tossing things in there. I, I talked about this a couple episodes ago when I was talking about eating from your freezer, from your pantry. I really do the same thing with soups. I'll just look at what I have, I'm like, okay, I've got white beans. Awesome. I'll throw in these these beans. I'll throw in, oh, frozen spinach. Okay, cool. I'll throw in some frozen spinach and that'll, you know, get some greens in there. Oh, what do we have by way of grain? Maybe I'll throw a little bit of uh, pasta in there, like little elbow macaronis. I've done that before to try to entice the people here <laughs> to eat it. Um, I really like to topping things with bacon where if I don't have a meat in the soup, like a chili, having a white chicken chili, like having the chicken breast in there or having sausage and soup. I like to do both of those. But if I don't have a meat like that on hand and it's not a Friday, I will sometimes just top it with bacon. I'll just fry up some bacon separate. And that's what I was going to do the other night. But my son, the first night we ever had roasted pepper soup, he called it harvest soup and was like, this harvest soup is just delicious. So yesterday I was like, okay guys, we got to go start making dinner because I'm going to throw a soup on. He's like, oh, is it harvest soup? I was like, no, it's going to be a bean soup and he d- hates beans. So he's like, could you make a harvest soup? So I was like, I actually can because I do have peppers. So it worked out, but uh, that was the only one I can get them to eat is the moral of that story. So I am not your gal for tips on getting kids to eat soups. I will offer them it at every meal, every time we have it. I am a big fan of doing that, Or if it's something they've turned on before, I'll still put it on their plate and ask them to try a bite of it. And then they can move on if they really don't like it. But again, that could be a whole episode about getting kids to eat foods. But My husband and I love soups, so soups will stay there, and I am just hoping that they kind of come around to that, and I usually do it as a side. It is usually not the main meal. If anything, I'll do like a soup and sandwich night. That's pretty much as low-key as I'll get, but I won't usually do just a soup as the main, so it's usually a side tour meal along with a protein and vegetable. That's what it was last night. We did the roasted pepper soup turkey meatloaf, and cauliflower rice with vegetables. So I actually was really excited about yesterday. I was like, honey, this is a very vegetable-laden meal, and I like it because that was another focus of this year was trying to eat more plant-based. So, you know, we talk so much about winter being a comfort food time, and it can be a time where we want to pack on the pounds, but it doesn't have to be. And these are ways, like, yes, we are made to literally want to add fat in the winter and to hibernate and to you know we want that like stick to your ribs kind of food but there are so many ways that you can make lightened up versions of comfort food that's actually my tip number 2 is to sneak these foods that we just talked about today into foods that you already like making if you heard something on the list they're like I have no idea what to do with that try to put it in something you already make like if mac and cheese for example and you can already make mac and cheese lightened up you can make it with chickpea pasta so that you're not using the gluten or white gluten. You can use different beautiful cheeses instead of processed cheese. You could use goat cheese. I've even seen it made with and things like that. So, you know, you can sneak a butternut squash into there. I have seen that done with mac and cheese. I'm not big on mac and cheese, but maybe I'll try that one out. Uh, Like I said, sweet potato pancakes would be another option. Just take foods that you're already eating. Like who doesn't love the idea of waking up to a plate of pancakes for breakfast and you know you can get some of this seasonal produce in there or it can be a side or whatever you want to do it that's another good friday meal as well for your meat meatless times okay lastly try these items a variety of ways so if and this can go for yourself but also for your kids if nobody really liked it one way try it another way like i talked about with the Brussels sprouts like don't just write it off as oh no one of my family likes Brussels sprouts Maybe they just don't like steamed Brussels sprouts, right? Um, The other day I made a pesto with spinach and I hadn't made it in a while. It was one of my go-tos. I was doing just kind of another throw together dinner. I need a green in here. So I just did some, just made a quick pesto in the food processor and everybody loved it. it. Snuck in there. If I would have put a plate, you know, a handful of spinach as the side to dinner with a little bit of dressing on it. I guarantee it would not have gone over as well. So play with what you like best, play with what your family likes best, and I think that winter can be such a good time to get in our 3 to 5 servings of vegetables daily. That's what we should be shooting for. 3 to 5 servings daily that comes out to usually a cup of leafy greens, so like Swiss chard would be a cup as a serving, but something like cooked Brussels sprouts or cooked carrots is going to come out to a half a cup as a serving. So Some delicious ways we can incorporate that, like I said, Soup City, if you can get on board with that, or try something else. Raw is fine, roasted's fine, whatever works for you. That's what it's all about, is what we can sustain long term. All right, and seriously, if you have any turnip or rutabaga recipes, send them my way. But if you are not getting my emails with weekly recipes, workouts, etc., you can go over to fitmomlifetothefulls.com right on the homepage. Just put in your email and I will send you the macro cheat sheet for free. And then I will put you on the email list so that you get my emails. They come out on Thursdays and I have been pretty darn consistent with them. So look in your spam or check your promotions tab if you think you're signed up and you're not seeing them. So check around Thursdays. Okay. All right, ladies, thank you so much. I will be so looking forward to talking with you next time. And I always welcome your feedback. So let me know if you need anything. All right, I'll talk to you next time.